I have come to lead you to the other shore, into eternal darkness, into fire, and into ice. Welcome to St. Paxton, a narrative real play podcast created by friends to explore humanity and endure horror. A world where you can try anything. Hey everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of Welcome to St. Paxton. I am your Game Master, Veronica. And my name is Fred, and I'll be playing Edward Worthington III. I'm Steph, and I play Clara Carter. I'm Mike, and I play Todd B. Hi, I'm Ben, and I play Max Anderson. Todd, you feel this horrific sensation as something has just impaled you in your existing wound. Ow! I reach over and feel what has impaled me. As you slap your other arm across, you'll feel something actually like interlock with your fingers and you start feeling this horrible sensation of something pricking in between the webbing of your fingers and it's just sort of going into your hand. I would like to pull my hand away. As you do that, your hand is just sprayed with blood as you rip it away from your shoulder because you have these wooden porcupine sticks just hooked into your flesh. I will trace the thing stuck in me back to its source. You look across this large branch that is attached to your shoulder and you see on the other end Clara's arm has stopped being arm and starts being wood at some point and is reaching all the way across the room and you can hear this pulsing and you're getting very, very woozy. Now, I want to say that in the last episode, I accidentally gave you the wrong amount of damage. I used a weapon on you that it was not actually the weapon that the person had equipped. So... Instead of taking any additional damage, you're going to stay at your current hit points, but a lot of that damage that you're feeling now is all of your blood just getting sucked out of you, and you can see it as it's trickling on the outside of this branch that's extending to Clara. Clara, you also see and feel this. I'm going to look in horror and just cry out, Twiggy, don't kill Todd! Don't kill Todd? No, you have to stop. You'll need a hard success on Persuade. Okay. That is 16. A hard success would be 30, so that's a hard success. But Clara, I am so hungry. You can't... You can't kill my friends. That... It's like killing a part of me. You can't do that. You have to stop. I will never, I will never let anyone hurt you, Clara. Not even me. And 
you feel this blood as it sort of comes up to you and your arm begins retracting and you feel this really intense pain because this is attached to your bones and your muscles. Everything hurts as it is expanding and contracting and your arm just kind of pulls back into itself. But all of this blood is still all over you and then it just sucks into your skin. Your arm is no longer made out of wood on the left side, but on the right side, you still have this big wooden shield that is taking damage from the shots that were fired at Edward. Everyone else, I'm going to give you a chance to respond. I speak into the phone. Hey, whoa, hey, hey, hey now. Hey, we're talking here. Why you got to shoot? I'm trying to talk to you here. No one goes upstairs. Hey, we got, we got, we got, uh, we got uh, uh, things up there. We got, hey, come on. Why? Why not? Why not? Weapons? No, no. We- Do you have da- weapons we- upstairs? No, not weapons. Of course not weapons. Max covers the receiver end of the phone. Hey, we got weapons up there. No. What? Yes. Yeah. No. I turn back to the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No weapons. No weapons. You can trust me. Come on. I want to roll fast talk. Great. 70 under 75. So a, a regular success. You hear as the receiver to the other line is being pressed against some clothing, uh, but it isn't quite as muffled as it's supposed to be. Look, they're saying they don't have anything in there. So, um, everybody cool off. All right, um, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. Got it? I mean, uh, loud and clear, uh, you clearly want to do it the hard way, though, so can we at least, like, get a minute to, like, collect ourselves here? I mean, you just kind of rolled up on us out of nowhere here. Come on, give us, give us a minute. We got, maybe we got some, maybe there's medicine upstairs we got to take. Hey, yeah, hey, hey, what are you doing? Hey, come on now. All right, all right. I'm going to call you back in two minutes. Ten, ten minutes. Seven minutes. Okay. In seven minutes, I want you all ready to walk out the front door. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, we're going to... Just call me back and say... You got it. All right, all right. When when does the timer start? Does it start now? Does it start now? It started when I said seven minutes. Oh, bullshit. It starts when I hang up the phone. And I I hang up the phone. (laughs) You see as the lights that are shining into your residence have dimmed slightly. All right, I bought us seven minutes to figure out how the hell we're going to get out of here. Why are they shooting at us? And I'm kind of giving myself a, you know, a bodily check, making sure there aren't any bullets. And what what was that? Was Clara, was that you? You say all of this and everyone hears you from inside this cocoon of wood. What is this cocoon of wood around me? Can you guys hear me? Uh, Twiggy, can you, um, retract? Uh, I think you- Clara? Did did you drink my blood? Oh, no, no, that sounds completely inaccurate. Um, (laughs) What? What did you do? 
Uh, technically me nothing that was Twiggy. Who is a plant who saved my life. And Clara, spend one of your magic points. Did Twiggy react at all to me asking her to... You'll need to try something. So how do you suppose you're going to try to control Twiggy? I could try another persuade since that seemed to work earlier. You could try that. Okay, I'll roll it and then... So that's a (laughs) hundred. So that's a critical failure on persuasion. Edward, you feel this web, this cocoon, which was kind of like, you could see through part of it, you know, so it wasn't like totally solid wood. But as soon as Clara starts kind of thinking or talking to Twiggy, Twiggy feels very manipulated. Look, part of the deal is that I get to do what I need to do, and you help me, right? This is a partnership. And, Edward, you feel this cocoon become less transparent and more of a solid, almost like an egg around you. And Clem starts really freaking out and scratching at the sides, really wanting to get out of here. It is very cramped, and almost immediately you get much hotter. Uh, guys, I, I'm not sure what this is or what's going on, but it's getting a little uncomfortable in here. Uh, Edward, don't touch it as I look at my hand. Oh my god, we only got like five minutes left. Uh, uh, hey, hey, uh, uh, Rosie, you need to, uh, your, your cool magic trick. We need to, can we, uh, can you just walk? Can you, can you drag him? Can you drag, you guys said you had a boat in the basement. We get, we probably need to, we ain't going out the front door because they'll just probably just shoot us anyway. So if we, we need to leave. I don't know if we'll be able to fit this Edward cocoon in the basement. Um, Twiggy, you've got to. Uh, please let him out. Uh, our, our goals are the same. We we both want him safe and protected, but we have to go. Who's Clara talking to? I can't see through this thing. I'm talking to the plant, Edward. I'll explain it all. <laughs> Try to explain it all later. Um... Um, Todd, I'm kind of cramped in here. My butt's touching this. Is that going to be okay? You said not to touch it. It gave me some pretty bad splinters. Oh. So maybe don't touch it with your skin. That's going to be difficult. It feels like it's getting more cramped in here. I, I I think Twiggy was trying to protect you. Wait, this thing around me is Twiggy? Your plant friend? Yeah. Um, look, look, I I had fallen and I was really injured and I heard this voice. 
in my head that offered to help me and I, I called out and none of you were here and Twiggy helped me. As you talk about this moment where you felt alone and powerless, you find that there's something that resonates with Twiggy when you say that you feel that very much and you feel like in order to control Twiggy you must exert some type of power roll power you'll need a hard success so a hard success would be 48 and I rolled 22 okay You don't feel alone anymore. In fact, when Twiggy is with you, you almost like you can't feel alone. And you realize that that's what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to exert your power over Twiggy. You successfully retract the wood back into your body, knowing that there's probably something else you're going to have to figure out soon if you want to use this again. Someone's going to have to teach you how to control Twiggy over time. Edward, you feel your egg sort of just give birth to you and um, you're out and exposed and in the open. Max, do you want to search your quarters or your room? Yes. Okay. Uh, all right, hey, you guys, uh, uh, you guys, uh, uh, oh my gosh, Rosie, I'm so glad you figured out your tree arm. Yay, all right, okay. So they're going to kill us really soon. So I'm going to take my bag. Uh, 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 the, the, the note from I got from Darius, I kind of skimmed it. Uh, reading, who needs that? Readings for nerds. But it said something about having a room here. So I'm going to go check my room real quick. I'll be right back. I'm going to take my bag. I'll be right back down. Unless you guys got a better idea than the boat, I say we try for the boat and just go out to the harbor and see what happens. I know I sound like I'm from New York and Boston and other places. Just go, oh, bear with me, bear with me. Yeah, and no, that's great, Max. I run up the <sighs> Go. <laughs> I run up the stairs with my bag and and find the room that would be mine and, and go in and start to look around. Your room looks exactly as you would have designed a space for yourself. So there's a corner for music and there's just like a corner where you put stuff that you never complete just kind of in a corner. And so there's like a nice big mountain of incompleted hobbies and things that maybe you remember working on, mm-hmm. but you know, have long forgotten about. Roll a spot hidden. Roll a 59 and under 75. So a regular success. You take a good 30 seconds to just plant yourself in the room and feel things out. As you start walking around the perimeter of your space, you get to a floorboard that creaks beneath you. I pull the floorboard up. When you pull the floorboard up, you see that there are two double barrel shotguns, two pistols. Uh, These will be nine millimeters. And there is uh, a bag of flares as well. And if you want to roll a die 10 to see how many flares you get, uh, you can do that. Five. Okay. I mean, I told them where I was going, but I didn't know you would kind of plan for me to come back like this. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I throw those in my bag 
zip it up. As you get everything out of this little space and you get it into your bag, you see that there is a note in there. You'll notice that the ink is still wet on it. So your thumb just kind of glides over it and you see that like this was written moments ago. I look around the room to see if there's any signs of leaving like through the window or if the window's open or if there's any other ways out of the room. The window is open. I will quickly go to the window and look out and see if I could see anyone leaving or if there's any other way to get out. You don't see a way out. It's pretty much just a bunch of trees and, you know, everything is still really well manicured. It just looks like purposeful woodland landscaping. You don't see humans. Gotcha. Hmm. What does the note say? Did I smear it too much? Good luck. No, (laughs) no signature. No signature. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot. I mean, better than nothing, I guess. Uh, I will head back down to the opening area. Hey guys, uh, I got some special treats here. Uh, if things get a little crazy, <laughs> um, quick question, uh, and don't be alarmed. Uh, who knows how to shoot a gun? Uh, what? Like a handgun or a rifle? Both. Uh, uh rifles. I've- yes. Okay. What shotguns? Yeah. Well, I've shot yeah. a death ray before. Does that count? I didn't know you were still running games, Todd. Cool. Okay. Uh, <laughs> shot it for real, actually, but you know. Do, oh, okay. Are are guns necessary? Like, what? Why are the police shooting at us? Yeah, I, as mayor, I probably shouldn't. Well, they shot at us first, and on the phone, the lady seemed very upset um, about. Specifically, you, Rosie. They did. They did not like. They don't like you. Uh, well, I don't think feelings <laughs> mutual. So, I th- I, I think they're taking it to the next level. Okay. Uh, so I think I think old Bellissima ran down to the boat with her little puppy. So we should probably follow her lead. I also got some. Uh, okay. A full disclosure: I have two shotguns and two pistols on me, and some flares. All right. So if we need to do some do some stuff, we could do some stuff. Okay. Um, I, I think we need to run. That is what I'm getting yes, at. Yes. Good plan. I will lead the way toward the basement where the dogs are. Um, I did want to interject for a moment that I would have asked Edward to take a look at my hands or my hand rather while Max was upstairs. Edward, do you want to try and give it a looky-loo? What? Uh, yeah, of course, Todd. Uh, what happened with your hand? Uh, yeah, that was the splinters I talked about, and then, of course, the gunshot and wood-impaled shoulder. How? What? Splinters? How big was the piece of wood? I'll look, like, sideways at Clara. I'm so sorry. I... Do I notice anything different about Clara right now? Does she have vines or twigs coming out of her? She does not. Why do you keep looking at Clara? Yeah. Why don't we just patch up my hand and then get moving and we'll find out the rest later. Yeah, you know what? Let's get on the boat first and and I'll patch you up there. I'll I'll need to actually break out my kit and you're going to need stitches. So I, I guess 
Max is saying we don't have the time right now, so yeah, okay. maybe we should get going. He's got guns, so I think we should go. I would like each of you to roll stealth as you exit the building. Each of you will need a hard success because they are actively watching you. I rolled a 12, which is under 18 for my extreme success. Nice. I rolled a 47 out of 50, so regular success. Regular success, but you are going to count that as a hard success for you. I rolled a 16 out of 10 for hard success, so I will use six luck points to reduce that. Okay. I rolled an 86 out of 30. We do have that reroll. <gasps> yes, fair. use it. Use it or lose it. All right, use we're going to use that reroll. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't even know if I have 56 luck points right now. Oh, advantage. <laughs> Just blow them all on this. Okay, so that one's a little bit better. Uh, it's 42 out of 30. I'll use 12 luck points and drop down to 40 luck points left. Okay. Nice. So what's the plan? How are you getting out of here? You're all going to successfully get out, but how are you doing this? So to give you a clear path, you're going to need to go through the kitchen and into this little closet, the secret closet, to get down into the basement. The kitchen is um, in plain view, really, of what you would assume the the police are able to watch. I will look at the kitchen situation after being told where the way to the boat is. Okay, so that fridge door is huge. If if like one of us just goes up and just kind of is like, oh, we're getting in, we open the fridge door and just block that we're going into a different door. I think that'll be enough to be like, okay, we're getting we're getting like food that we need or something, you know, we're get that I told them that we might need medicine. Sometimes people keep medicine in the fridge. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to block the door to the basement so they don't see us going down there cuz they're a, they're just going to come in here and just follow us down that way. So they have to look around for a little bit. That's for the best. Yeah, that might buy us some time if they don't know where to look for us. Well, uh, you know, we could do that, but I was actually planning on using these and I will spend 10 luck to trigger my resourceful trait and pull out some smoke bombs. I was planning on using these for a science thing for the kids, but, uh, you know, it just might serve us better right now. Okay. That's my boy <laughs> T-Doc! Woo! <laughs> Max gives you a high five. <laughs> Ow. Oh, yeah. Ow. Splinters. Ow. Now my hand hurts. What the fuck? So Todd pulls out these smoke bombs and gets a bunch of them going. And he just sort of rolls them out strategically in front of the windows. And you all have a few moments where the smoke just starts billowing in Mulsado Lago. And then in just a few moments, the fire alarms start going off and it's just kind of mass chaos and the phone starts ringing, but not before you all slip out and into the basement that uh, looks just like uh, another piece of cabinetry. You all put the fake canned food panel 
back where it is. So anyone that opens that is going to believe that this is just where you keep your canned goods. You guys are scurrying down the basement and you get to the, I would say kind of the lagoon that is underneath the residence there where you do have access to a speedboat, a pontoon boat, jet skis, and some stuff just seems to be kind of in the water. So those of you that were most recently here, remember that there was um, some commotion and things that were going on in the water. But um, this is this is what you got. There are life vests as well. I will don a life vest and start to untie the rope to the speedboat. Okay. I too will put on a life vest and I'll tuck Clem into my life vest. I will put on a life vest as well. Okay. So you're all going on the speedboat? Yes. Yeah, I don't know if we should I don't know if we should split up. I don't think that's good yet. I I think let's should stick we? together. So you all get onto a single boat. You very stealthily push the boat out of the lagoon, barely breaking any waves at all. You do not have the lights on, I assume? Correct. (laughs) Okay. You get into the Hudson Bay and you very quickly make your way out. As you guys get a little bit further past, you know, where you think uh, kind of safety is, you hear this explosion behind you and you see Malsado Lago up in flames. Todd, what were in those smoke bombs? Uh, I just mixed them. It should have just been smoke. Oh, this, oh, this takes me back. Oh, no. Okay, yeah, they are, uh... Yeah, you know, uh, Rosie, you know how you said you and the cops weren't really, uh, on speaking terms? I think, uh, uh-huh. yeah, I think they took that to the next level. I, I, Max, I'll uh, take one of those 9 millimeters, then. It's yeah, yeah, getting yeah, kind of yeah. crazy. Well, they did shoot me before questioning me, so... Yeah, by the way, yeah, they shot, they shot Todd. They, he, did, he didn't, he didn't, you know, ha ha, you know, a classic Todd shoots himself. Like, no, no, he, no, I, I don't know what you, I don't know what you've been getting up to, man. You see, as you're all sort of, you know, just one person is kind of at the wheel and you're all just sort of in this kind of common area at the back of the boat. And you'll notice that there is a person walking around the grounds with kind of a flamethrower, just completely torching all of Malsado Lago. And you see this silhouette of what looks like one of those large floating paddle boat tricycles as it's kind of trying to catch up to you. So in the water behind us. Mm-hmm. Kind of far behind you. I eject the magazine from my pistol. I take a look at it, make sure it's loaded. I snap it back in. I pull back the, the slide and I kind of look at the paddle boat coming towards us. 
there it's definitely really difficult to see who it is because it's really far away but there is a silhouette and it does seem to be waving at you like kind of wild arm flap like just flailing around why don't we just drop the throttle and see who it is yeah yeah i guess we got guns i I pull i pull out the shotgun yeah i think it'll be all right i think it'll be all right if we let him get a little close can we see if this figure is holding a gun or is it too far away um it, it would be really too far away. I mean, you'd have to have some eagle eye shit to see that. It takes uh, several minutes because this person is, of course, on a paddle boat um, trying to get into the choppy waters of the ocean. And eventually they get close enough to you to where you see that it's this uh, a very tall woman. And she just says, oh, my God. I thought I was never going to catch up to you. Uh, uh, halt. Who goes there? Do we still say that? Is that like the party? What's going on? She plucks out this little kid that's sort of just uh, hanging onto a rope behind the paddle boat that she took out. And you see Nighthawk. Oh, my God. Hey, guys. I didn't want to be conspicuous, so I didn't take anything with a motor. <laughs> so. That's really smart, Nighthawk. Really glad you made it because, uh, yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Um, this is, um, remember how I was talking about my mind, Mom? I think I found her. Um, so this is her. Uh, this is your mom? Mind mom. Mind mom. Mind mom. Mind mom. Yeah. What's <laughs> Clara? What's going on? She's standing understand. right here. <laughs> Chosen family, I swear to God. And she climbs up onto the boat and helps the mind mom onto the boat as well. So where are we going? What's what's happening? Uh, well, for, uh, do you care to introduce us? Oh, sorry. Um, my name is Alaria. Um, it's really yeah. great to meet you. I saw you in in in, in the city hall. That was oh. very good, very good. I would have made different choices, but okay, well, that was right. very good. Uh, we don't know where we're going. Uh, we were just getting away. I was about to ask them if I just hey, I just got here. Crazy, right? Uh, I don't know if they got. So, hey, we're all in the same boat. Now, where are we going? That's a great question. I mean, who can we trust right now? Okay, so brainstorm. Well, we're going to need a place where we can hide out for, I don't know, a day or two until we figure out what's going on with the police and why they're after us. Um, there's a Starfire. You know, my, my cabaret. We could go there. Um, I trust people who work there completely um there's also jonathan crandall we haven't seen him since we uh, appeared here at, at reset here i don't know how to put that um it, where else like we have to go somewhere where they won't obviously check for us so more than likely, your business is not going to be a good place. That's going to be the first place that they go to. 
We could go to Sam's place. No. Um, that's not an option. So where else He's could nice. we go? Okay, well, we're just brainstorming. There's no bad ideas here. No, it's um, a pretty bad idea. <laughs> do, does does your bar does your does your bar have like a like any kind of like underground kind of place that like the your staff could lie and say like is there any like sort of like underground cellar that's off the books so that way if they like pulled like uh, uh, public records of the building that they wouldn't know was there that we could just sit in there until we find a better place. Clara, high or low for favorable results? Low. I rolled a two. There is a very nice place where you guys could hide out in the cabaret. It would be very difficult for you to find because when you restored this, it was kind of um, taken over by some old, you know, mob bosses. I mean, this has been a front before and maybe it'll be a front again. Who knows? Yeah, there's definitely... You know, some secret places to hide out at Starfire. Yeah, all yeah. right, Rosie. All yeah. right, that's what I'm talking you know, about. I, yeah, I did a little bit of, if you know, fighting off the mob with, you know, gaining intelligence. <laughs> Todd, Todd used to smuggle uh, information out of there for me. Is yeah, good times. You, y'all been busy. <laughs> oh, you have wow. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. All right. So, is this how is there is can we do we have to get back on land to get there? I mean, uh, in, no, we just need to head in that direction, and uh, it, it's just real close to the coast. I mean, is that or Sam's place? <sighs> Great. Let's go to the Starfire. Sounds like a good plan. All right. Todd, who has a terribly maimed arm, uh, uses his arm to speed the boat up and then very quickly get back onto the wheel, just one-arming the shit out of this, being a real champ. And you all arrive at the Starfire and its secret dock about 25 minutes later. It is 9.50 p.m. Okay, so the cabaret is probably still open. So I will I, I will lead the way off the boat towards the back entrance. Okay. Uh, as you get to the back entrance, there is a very beefy man up ahead of you, and he turns around. Mayor? Yeah. Um, how are things going tonight? He slides a dumpster out of the way and you see this small little opening that you know to crawl through. Everything's been prepared. Well done. As you all sort of creep into this really gross looking space, After everyone is in, you hear this person slam back some tin, like some corrugated tin, and then press and slide the dumpster back up against it again. You hear two big bangs on the dumpster, meaning all clear. And are we in like a back room or storage You're in a hallway. Okay. I would lead the way towards um, the basement where I know the secret places to hide out would be. Okay. 
you get in and you'll watch as Clara knows to just pull these locks and these barcades just over doors and things as you're all just walking through this hallway. And you finally make this turn and you get into this really nice office space. In fact, if it weren't underground, it would just look like a really well-kept realtor's office or something. Uh, there's really nice plush furniture there. There's a fax machine, you know, oh, just top-of-the-line technology. Is this my office? This is your office. I guess we should say this is your second office. Oh, right. And for, and for my information, by saying fax machine, top of the line technology, should I put my mind in that space of that's the kind of tech we have on this island? Um, Because I think I made a Faraday cage joke last episode. We, and we I don't, don't think that would be really phones. applicable to if we don't have like cell phones, you know? <laughs> you could probably have a cell phone, but it would be more like a bag phone or Hell something yeah. like that. Okay. So that's it's emerging. Gotcha. Okay, I see. What's up? We're bag in times. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I am not the oldest one here. How dare you? It's <laughs> a bag phone. A bag phone of Frederick was a phone that you plugged into your cigarette lighter and you paid seventy-five cents a minute to call someone to say. We're taking Granny to the hospital. <laughs> I thought everyone should know. So please call everyone on the family roster because I I have to pay 75 cents a minute for this phone. Goodbye. Oh, so a car phone. Uh, yes. But you could sure. take it with you out of the car. Yeah, you could like it was in a bag all oh. the time. So a car phone. Man, you totally dated in yourself. In case you want to edit that in. <laughs> He, Fred's just lashing out. Don't I take know. it personally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the oldest one. I'm so old. Oh. I turned 40. Uh. All right. Claire. I want a t-shirt that says, can someone hand me the bag phone? <laughs> ring, ring, ring. Bag phone. Bag phone. <laughs> The bag phone. Please don't, <laughs> please don't phone. throw your back out handing me the bag phone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Clara, you've been busy. What? Who was that? What yeah. is this? This is where I work. This is the Starfire. While you were at the hospital for all those really long hours, this is what I was doing. Being cool, hell yeah! Hell yeah! Not five max. <laughs> yeah, but I I don't get it. Do you always go through the dumpster? Uh, no, that's just the secret entrance. Listen, there there were so many like uh, the cops were corrupt and Mister M is corrupt and we were trying to smuggle out information because they would come here and have their little meetings and so. There's all these little secret entrances and things. <laughs> um, now might be a great time to tell you some information that you might be missing. Um, <clears throat> so, um, 
my mind mom and I, we have been swapping tales of uh, places that uh, are here on the island, you know, just like little things that we do to keep ourselves occupied, you know, like I like to run and do errands and she likes to find your secret hideout and use it for her own. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> uh, before you get super mad about that, I thought maybe you should know about this. And you'll see that Nighthawk walks over to one of the blank walls and finds this hidden panel and starts sliding one of the walls over, kind of like a barn door. And behind this barn door is a wall of televisions. And they look to be like closed network televisions. So you can see into all of these different places on the island. And Alaria stands up and says, I think I know what happened actually. Um, so if you don't mind that I've just been kind of crashing here and doing things while you're not here, that would be extremely cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, if your Nighthawk's mind mom, then you could just yeah. Uh, yeah, I would just fine. say uh, Nighthawk for the future. Like keep your closets more protected. Well, um, anyways, oh, Maria, I mean, what? you just basically saved us huge because we were expected to come to kind of like a an empty cellar and it's all stocked and ready to go. That's awesome. Not a bad thing. I'm so glad that you're seeing it like that. Um, that is a really helpful way to acknowledge the effort that I've put into this group behind the scenes before I was even acknowledged, you know, face to face. So I appreciate that. I really relate to that a lot, actually. Thank you. Yes. I've seen you also behind the scenes. What? And hey. I'm appreciating you right now. Thank you. Uh, what, what have you seen? Um, I don't feel like you want me to talk about that. Yes. So I won't. I see. I see what you've seen. Cool, cool, cool. I'll tell him. Listen, guys, I've been, uh, you know, I disappear a lot. Uh, we'll talk about why I disappeared as soon as we figure out, uh, as, soon as, as soon as we feel a bit more comfortable and safe here. You know what I mean? This is more of a pressing matter. Yeah. And I just want everyone to know that this is a room of respect and trust and Fucking awesome technology. I mean, yeah, look at that fax machine. I know. You she actually wait. has two faxes. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you got a bag phone? Oh, actually, I don't need a bag phone. What? And you'll see as this woman takes off this giant, like, hoodie and sweatpants that she's been wearing. She just sort of, like, you know, has been wearing this, like, oversized stuff. She's, like, in this full suit of armor. And it looks like she's from uh, this movie that you've seen called Tron, almost. Um, so everything looks extremely futuristic to you. And she's like, actually, I have all of my telecommunications in my suits. So what? It's extremely neat. Wow. So like I was saying, I've been setting up all of these, uh, you know, these networks all around the island. And um, if you want, I could share with you, you know, I mean, while we have time, like maybe just 
a secret about this place? I, I mean, I would of... love to know a secret. So, like, uh, what do you want to know? I mean, I have my hands in everything, so it's really exciting to finally get to talk to someone other than Bellamy. And Bellamy is just in the corner, like, totally dumbstruck that this person is standing in front of you. She cannot speak. She just plops on the couch, mouth just agape, unable to say or do anything, just following this woman with her eyes. Bellamy. <laughs> ha! Ha! And she starts doing these weird karate kicks and stuff. I think she's in shock. I would be in shock. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> well, so how, how do you know Bell's? Oh, that's the secret you want to know? No, wait, no, wait, no, don't no, tell no, us no, that. No, Listen, no. we can ask Bellamy later. <laughs> I was just hold on, side Todd, bar. please. Actually, Ed, could you put? Can you? Can you like morphine him up and fix his hand or something? Oh shit! That's right. Um, <laughs> He's delirious over here. Wait, hold on. Let's let's go off to the side and take a knee and let's just talk about what we want to find out. And um, yeah, patch Todd, his wounds while we're talking. Maybe. Yeah. Um, if you want to just okay. kind of sit down here, you're bleeding all over the place right now and um we should probably we crawl through that garbage oh my god dude what are you doing <laughs> oh yeah um here sit down and i start opening up my medical bag that i keep with me and i start kind of cleaning off his arm and i'm like okay so what i i know what i want to find out but do you guys have something specific you want to know about the island I, there's so many questions. Um, what I feel like everything thinking? I want to know, I could just ask you guys. So I'm, I'm going to put it in. Your, I'm going to put it in y'all's hands. What were you thinking, Edward? Uh, well, look, I, I think the most important question right now is, where the fuck is Darius? Mm. Right. And and by the way, Max, the answer yeah. to your question is 42. Just in case you're wondering. <laughs> Oh, thank you very yeah. much. Actually, speaking of uh, Darius, I mean, he wrote me the note. He, he's, I think he's the one that put, you know, those guns I came down here with? I think he, he left me a note and it looked like he just wrote it. So I think, I don't know. I, this is, just, I'm just wildly speculating here. Cause he's the one that just wrote it here. I, like, I don't know. I mean, he might have been on the island. I, tr I looked around. I didn't see where he could have come from. My window was open in my, in my room at that big house that y'all have so yeah. or had sorry oops oh. um but uh the window was open i didn't see anyone leave but i don't know darius is a slip slippery dude so but it looked like he had just wrote the note for the guns so i don't know i mean he's either near far wherever you are i think uh i mean that's probably a really good question, but guys, I think we're missing something really obvious. Something that I think we all agree we need to know. What class do you think Alaria would play in D&D? Oh my god. <laughs> damn it, Todd. God damn it. Todd. That's not a secret of the island. What, do you <laughs> think she'd be a paladin? We need a secret of the island. Or, oh, oh, yeah. 
100%. Yeah, obviously. It gets yes, this, yes, that, or she'd notice. use a two-handed weapon as a fighter, and she would just oh, go yeah, into yeah. that, you know, maybe that, you know, because she's got the big heavy... We, I, God damn it, Todd. Okay, focus. <laughs> <laughs> Let, you morphine, the, did you give him the morphine yet? Yeah, it, that's why he's a little loopy. <laughs> yeah, he's also full of holes. <laughs> okay, so... I mean, I, I think Darius might be the, the question we should ask. I'm also curious how the island resets um, because that's been a weird thing we've gone through um, where oh gosh I, I just want to know like where the island even came from because it, it it seems to always be changing and how many times has it even changed you know this stuff is setting it and it's feeling a lot good but would it also be helpful if maybe we knew something about the police that we could use to maybe blackmail them to stop chasing us that would be kind of useful yeah i don't know it sounds like y'all are kind of i don't i mean the immediate uh, uh dilemma with the police would be a good question but then again it sounds like uh, this island is mysterious and spooky. Yeah. Um, so. I, yeah, I'd rather deal with. I the could go either way on that and find out a mystery. <laughs> Honestly, I think we could find out the information about the police just from our networks. I mean, Clara has yeah. so many contacts and has already been doing this for a while. You probably have information on them that we could use. Some but leads. Yeah. You're right. I think the real question is. What is this island? Where does it come yeah. from? Yeah. See, now you're asking the real questions. Y'all laughed at me every time I uh, hit hit the um, old uh, 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 Tom Billabong uh, back in the day when we played D&D together. And you'd laugh at me when I asked these questions before. And now, all of a sudden, a stranger with a big suit of armor has the, ant- the ability to answer it. Now you want to ask it. I see how it is. Because we're cool now, Max. <laughs> yes, apparently. I love it. This is great. This is what I've been wanting for you, all of you for so long. We've grown. So I, I guess that's why I was drawn back. Because y'all got cool again. <laughs> Max, have you known about the island this entire time? I mean, I knew it was like deserted and stuff. Just, you know, being from Northview. But uh, other than that, as far as I knew, it was uh, deserted. And when I showed up and it was all built up and the taxi driver was telling me everything. Oh, it was wild. But anyway, we should probably ask her. She's probably getting a little uh, antsy. So if you guys want to ask your your cool um, island question, I, I, I you probably we probably need to ask it. Well, Clara, you're our leader, so. So I will get up and go over to Ilaria and say okay we we've decided we would like to know what is the island where did it come from wow okay so you guys decided to go extremely heavy that's (laughs) so (laughs) exciting for me actually 
And she pulls out this really big, like, rolling dry erase board. And it has this multitude of markers that she straps into this fanny pack with different colors and stuff. And she pulls out just different colors and starts drawing this obscure map of all of these different worlds. And there are little octopi and there are little kitties and there are crabs and unicorns. And then she's like, and then, and the unicorn gets erased. And that's why everyone knows what unicorns are, but no one's ever seen one, right? Crazy. Think about that. Think about that. So, your dog and your friend. So they created this whole, this whole network, this whole little space and time that just is outside of the purview of these little things that floated into the sky. I don't know why they're here. I don't know what's happened, but all of these little floaty things came down, meaning your island is no longer outside of the view and the scope of all of the things that made unicorns disappear. Crazy, right? So, the island itself is just, if you can imagine, what is that called? And she runs over to your desk and starts going through all of your things, and she pulls out this Rubik's Cube. And she goes, okay, imagine that we're right here, and she points to the center square on the top. Okay, we're right here. And then whenever your friend decides that, huh, I want to change things around a bit. Things are getting a little too wild and hairy or things are getting a little bit too comfortable. What happens is you change and you go into that big block. You reset and the island goes. And it's still a Rubik's Cube. But now look, look, we're not blue in the center. Now we're orange in the center. Same Rubik's Cube. Totally different world. Make sense? Yeah, I thought it would. Uh, yeah. Um, did you answer the follow-up questions? I'm so... The thing... The thing... Okay, so before you got to Rubik's Cube, you mentioned things that could see us, and then but they couldn't before, and now they can? So you... You saying dog and Darius, and I'm just, I'm just literally just going with what you told me. I don't know, I don't understand really anything. I'm just trying to use the words you use. So dog and Darius made this place, this island, and mm-hmm. then, but as like a secret place. Yeah, kind of like a vacation place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and then so eventually something happened that erased, as a metaphor, but also probably literally erased the unicorns, right? And then now, but those things are probably no, bad. No, 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 you, no. What? Literally, 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 literally got rid of you. So, okay, okay. So, imagine we're, things are bigger than you. Imagine things are bigger, and that there are other, there are other worlds, and things are happening, and all of these other, and these absolutely. things that I'm telling you about, they just floated down. They took out this world where unicorns were just there and happening and all that, and that's why we remember them. That's why we know what they look like. And now there's none to be found. You can't find one on any of the worlds. They don't exist anymore. So we're like in a pocket world and there's like a lot of other worlds? Yeah. And I guess pocket, you could say that. And our pocket world is now seen by bad things, but it wasn't before? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and the bad things are like really big and can like such as erase a unicorns from existence. Yeah, so essentially what I think is coming down, <sighs> all these little glowy lights, they're, uh-huh. these, they're these creatures that um, they don't really have a shape or uh, a body, but they ooze together. And then when they need a body, they crunch and become whatever it is that they need to be. Oh. And their goal now is to take this and and turn it into something so that their master can come and kill everyone. So, oh, that's uh, a, uh, essentially the goal should be to get rid of those things yeah. so that that doesn't happen. Just um, letting you know. <laughs> did did we do something to let those? Oh here. no, absolutely. You're absolutely inconsequential to anything that's happening. It's happening to you, not because of you. Oh, thank God. Okay, okay. good. Whew. Okay. Okay. Whew. Um uh, I don't know if I can ask a follow-up question. Um So I, I feel like you're going to try. I'm going to try it anyway. I can I can try anything, right? So I'm I can turn invisible. And when I do, I see different things and uh, when I was invisible I saw this monster and that's how I lost my eye is that somehow like a another oh okay place? no actually that's a different place so that's actually where I'm from you're so from that's a very exciting. scary place <laughs> oh yeah that's why I like to stay in closets oh, okay. safer yeah I, I would not go back better soundproofing either um okay but going me going there didn't release anything again you're completely inconsequential to anything that's happening to you (laughs) i really would have put your mind at ease that nothing you say or did mattered honestly that's (laughs) a relief (laughs) yeah yeah, that's kind of what i needed to hear (laughs) it's been someone else probably so Okay. okay the chief of police oh that could be. We could probably rewind some footage and probably find something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I like how you're connecting dots here. Might as well, right? Cool. I mean, cool, cool, cool. they're they're after us. If uh, I saw you turn into a tree earlier, Rosie, and now you're saying you can turn <laughs> invisible. Uh, yeah. Sure, why not? I've seen some shit. So, uh, yeah, so crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy world out there. I pull Clem out of my life vest, which I am still wearing, and I turn her around, and I look directly into her eyes, and I'm like, is this true, Clem? Clem takes her beautiful, wet nose and presses it up against your nose, and then just gently licks your upper lip. And snuggles into you. Well, Laria, if what you say is true, why isn't Clem a person? Or I don't know. Yeah, okay. Let me catch you up. She got cursed. Oh. Hard. What? Yeah, your your friend Darius, not a good guy, actually. Actually, a what? real shitty dude. Oh. So... There's that. Uh, and also not a dude. Uh, definitely like, uh, 
how would how could I best explain this to you as immortal beings? Um, I mean, as mortal beings. Wait, wait, what? what? Um, pretend that huh? I didn't say that. Wait, actually. did you just say we're immortal? Beings? It's mostly because of Clem that you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't want to say immortal, immortal. Like you're not like Darius is like immortal. Like he's more of a of an Odin Thor type, and okay. you're more of like a. Like a you probably could get killed. You just kind of haven't yet. Uh, so I mean, just kind of wait to see what happens here. We've kind of died and reset. That's not the same, actually, um, because okay. when you die, it's over. Yeah. So okay. it doesn't. This is yeah, you so Darius is could, God. But wait, then everybody fears uh, immortal because they came back too. But see, I think you might be able to die. We can test it. Um, oh no, let's not that. No, no that's uh, we're good. We don't need to. Let Let's stick to theorizing. We could test um, it on somebody else. Uh, no. See, I'm actually really interested. And she walks over to the CCTV and she shows you footage of Leo. And she's following him from place to place. See, Leo is supposed to be in the hospital right now, right? He's not. Watch this. And she shows you video and starts rewinding different tapes of Leo. He's leaving the hospital. And then he goes back to his restaurant and he starts just doing prep and cleanup and things like that. See, um, I don't think that that's him, actually. I think that that floaty stuff got into him somehow, and I'm not quite sure how. No, So no. Yes. Dr. Mason and I, we brought him back. He's fine. We saved him. Yeah. What do you mean brought him back? Don't you mean fixed him? See, the thing is, is that Dr. Mason is actually not Dr. Mason right now. And I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, Because so like. Like what? She's not a doctor? No, definitely a doctor. Super smart. Very good. Um, My sister, actually. And um, so (laughs) how can I say this? Um, I think she might be possessed. So that's but that's on me. That's on me, not on you. And I think that that's something I'm going to have to figure out by either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sister shit, you know, and it's not for you. That's for me. And I'm either going to have to kill her or like reset her or like uh, exercise her. I don't know. Wait, she's I'm still I'm I'm working through. She's been my mentor for like the last several years. Like, I what do you mean? She's possessed? And has she done anything? Yeah. I mean, but like, has she done anything recently that would have made you think like, oh, that's a little weird. I mean, well, you know, Leo was on the brink of death and we brought him back to life. Like he, you know, we did our medical duty and now he's walking around and he's prepping. We could go get some burgers, guys. Like Leo's back. 
I think the spooky space lady has, uh, I'm going to listen to her because I just got here and things have been going to shit. So I don't know about Leo. I love Leo. I miss Leo. I wish I could, uh, give him two kisses on the cheek, but, uh, he's, you say you just fixed him up in the hospital and now he's working? Like, I mean, I know Leo's a workaholic, but goddamn. I, I just don't understand why you guys aren't grasping this. It's Leo. He's he's back. He's fine. We saved him. And Edward says all of this as he is looking at one of the televisions and is watching Leo's back as he's sort of chopping through some stuff. And then Leo turns around and his eyes are just these bright, glowing orbs. And you see that he is certainly not looking like any of the other humans on any of the other screens, but they are just like headlights flashing out into space. I think there's something wrong with that camera. Uh, uh, how, how did you save him? What did you do? Dr. Mason, you know, no, I don't know. She did. We resuscitated him. We, you know, use a defibrillator and I don't want to go into the medical details. I don't think you guys would understand. Edward, roll a fast talk. I too would like to use fast talk because a bullshitter can spot a bullshitter. Okay. I want to do a psychology just because I'm trying to to find the lie. Yeah, read his (laughs) facial expressions, see if he's lying to me. Am I really lying? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, line by omission, at least. <laughs> I, I did roll uh, so close to a hard success. Uh, I rolled a 39 under 75 for a success. Do you want to use some luck points to push that to a hard success? I would love to do that, actually. I just thought of that. So, yeah, two, two points. Okay, and I'm sorry, Clara, what was yours? I rolled a 30 out of 50. So I would like to spend five luck points to make that a hard success. Okay. Clara and Max just look at each other. (laughs) Look at Edward. Look at each other again and then see that something is amiss here. There is certainly more than what he is expressing to you. And you believe that he believes what he's telling you. And Clara, you specifically see that perhaps what you're seeing is not a lie, but a coping mechanism. And Max, what you see is a fast talker trying to fast talk themselves. Like, I need to believe this. Edward, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with you anymore. Like, so many things have been going on and then... I don't. You go diving for a weird stone, and then you just run off, and you're not there mm-hmm. when I fall and hit my head. And and now you're saying you brought Leo back, and it's totally fine that his eyes are glowing. I don't understand. I, I don't understand where you're coming from anymore. It's Leo. It's he was yeah. hurt, and he's I, back. I, how? Look. Dr. Mason is 
a paragon among her peers. She is at the cutting edge of medical technology. Yes, did I find a glowing rock underneath Malsado Lago and bring it back to her so that she could use it to resuscitate Leo? Yes, but I mean, you have to understand that, look, before there was science, it was magic, right? And until somebody defines it, it's mystical. What she's doing is amazing. And look, I don't know Ilaria, but I know Dr. Mason, and I have worked under her, studied under her for several years. And what we did that night was save Leo. I will walk over to Edward put my arm around his shoulder. Ed, we've been friends for a while. And you know how in our D&D games, and a little bit in real life, how I would kind of goose you up, get you all get you all wound up, and get you to do stuff that maybe you didn't exactly want to do, or especially in D&D games. Like, oh, yeah, I would talk you into stuff. Not even using dice rolls. Max, just don't do me, this. Just blowing smoke up your ass. And just getting you getting you into trouble for the for the shits and giggles of it, buddy. I you sound like me. You, you're sounding like me right now, telling you to to do something and to believe something that ain't even real. Ed, you gaslighting yourself, buddy. Buddy, that why do you think I called you knucklehead? And I knock on his head a little bit. Why do you think I called you knucklehead? Cause you, it's not cause you're dumb. It's, it's because you, you're sweet and you believe things and. And and you got such a big heart, yeah, and I he, think he got taken. He just got out of got surgery. Taken, of man. course, he's not going to be and able to focus. It sounds like this Dr. Mason isn't Max, even who, isn't this, even who she man. says like, she is anymore. So maybe the Mason you, you met was this great doctor, but now Leo was dead. Maybe not. Look at Leo, and, and I point him at Leo. Look at him. His eyes are glowing. I don't know, he, man. He's look like, at him. like he doesn't. Even, he's just like not even looking at the meat that he's chopping up and cooking and he right now. God, he's just man. staring forward like a crazy guy. Look at him. And he's back. Look, look at him. He's. Let's go get some burgers, guys. Let's just go and, and get some burgers with Leo. And I don't even know why I, we're talking about this. Leo's good. Alaria walks up to you and just throws her arms around you and in your ear she whispers I'm not against you I just fall apart I'm just limp in her arms just sobbing and that's where we're going to call it oh You guys just broke Edward down. (laughs) And then you broke me. (laughs) (laughs) That was excellent. Did you guys have fun? Yes. Okay. Uh, The only thing that you lost was uh, you're gaining an extra turn, which I don't think you needed. Uh, but that's uh, Damn, what you left on the man. table and oh. what is now uh, poof, gone before your eyes. But look at what we gained. I mean, we yeah. have so right? much information. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with it yes. right now. Oh. Yeah. I feel like this is where it's, it's going to take a turn a little bit, you know? And yeah. 
Nah, we don't need that. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that I gave you two double barrel shotguns, guns in general, and then gave you a bunch of lore should be very... uh, it, it comes off as problematic to <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, you've given so. up a lot, V, and I feel like you're going to be like, yeah, it's because it's like, listen, there's there's six chambers in this gun. You have, you have just received one. There's five more I can kill you with. <laughs> this episode was edited by Rob Anderson, the musician who made The Lounge, our opening and closing theme. Find him on Twitter, at PotentiallyRob. This episode was produced by Hiroshi, and you can find him at Maybe Hiroshi. You can find the rest of the crew on Twitter as well. V is at Typical Veronica. Mike is at One Gaming Lane. Fred is at I Think I'm Fred. Steph is at Starlit Firefly. And you can find me at Definitely Stacy. Also look for Ben at Ben Stonic. As always, you can follow the show at CAF Podcast and find a permanent link to the Discord in our bio. Want to take a look at the clues, information, or photos the cast stumbled upon during recording? Head on over to our website at www.cafpodcast.com and click on the link labeled The Show at the top of the screen. If you want to help support the show, please share us with your friends on your preferred social media and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can also back us on Patreon by going to www.patreon.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, you should check out some of the other Geekly Inc. shows, such as Random Encounters, Sayer, or You're a Wizard, Harry. Well, it's the end of another episode, and Hero myself decided to step in and, and bless you with my dulcet tones and and really give you a true gift. I, I don't have the ego to back that up, but what I do have is a ton of appreciation for the support that we as a show get regularly from anyone liking us on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you can find us, and also for everyone who is backing us on Patreon. Your support means so much to us, and people like Jessica Sparks. Yes, Jessica, I'm looking at you. You get the singular call out this time around because every one of our patrons means so much to us, and we want to thank you personally each and every time. So thank you for your support on Patreon, and for anyone who isn't, thank you for support otherwise. And I hope you are having a great day. Love you all. It's extremely neat. Wow. So, like I was saying, I've been setting up all of these, uh, you know, these networks all around the island. And um, if you want, I could share with you, you know, I mean, while we have time, like maybe just a secret about this place. Yeah. Uh, Did someone burp? Was that the secret? What's going on? (laughs) I don't know. It sounded like the burp of God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I mean, I would love to know a secret. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be great as as long as it doesn't affect the the secret that we get from the contest that we... Wait, did y'all go to a carnival? Was there a carnival here? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. 
what's the uh, what's the uh, what's the equivalent of uh, sense motive uh, insight? What can I what can I do to sniff out uh, uh, his lies? I I am looking for that presently. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to ask though: is it, 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 it is it truly a lie, or do you think I believe it? I mean, what part of that operation mm. was I? like truly suspect that this was not medical right like i knew so there were the instruments that you've never seen or used before there was the extra um i guess like biological components that were inserted into leo as well so all very non-standard surgical or medical operations so it's definitely some weird science like gold or green liquid was being like pumped into him or something like Mm -hmm. that yeah well and you got a stone from underneath the mosato lago in order to (laughs) save him that's stone. And you're like, no, nah, that's fine. It's a healing stone. <laughs> like Clara doesn't realize that's what yeah, the stone yeah, was used for. But <laughs> look, I don't I'm just saying look, you know there's a stone. I don't want to go into the medical details. I don't think you guys would understand. <laughs> Folks, folks, it's called a practice for a reason. Okay, sometimes things go a little off. Okay, God. Edward, roll a fast talk. Roll fast talk? Okay. All right, who who Uh, roll fast talk? Edward. Okay, so that... Oh, I rolled a 65 out of 65, so that is a success. Okay. Um, Everyone else... It'd be like a psychology. Like a psychoanalyze? Uh, yeah. That's a good one. If you have something else that you'd like to use, let me know and let me know why you think that would work. I too would like to use fast talk because a bullshitter can spot a bullshitter. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyone that opens that is going to believe that this is just where you keep your canned goods. And Clem is with us, right? Yeah. Clem is with you. Okay, good. I, I ran upstairs just to leave her after all that happened. <laughs> oh, guys, I gotta go back. Yeah, That's she like clawed at your little wood cocoon and was yeah. just like, oh, he's fine now? Yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna go back to sleep. He's, he's probably fine. That, that wasn't a gunshot or anything. I'm good. That's I'm the explanation of my failed stealth check. I'm like, fuck, guys, I gotta go back. <laughs> uh, And you very quietly, I assume. I've put on a life vest as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Max looks around and like, ah, shit, yeah. I'm a, he looks at his, she looks at his character sheet. Yeah, I got no points to swim. I'm going to put on a life vest now. <laughs> you see Max as he even does the thing where it goes in between the legs and ties up and everything. He's very secure. It's not coming off. Well, Clara, you're our leader, so you should. Oh have. wait, yeah, you did take that leadership class, didn't you? Right, that was a great class. Um, okay, so we we agree about the question about the origin. Yes. What, what is, is the recipe of Cranch? Oh wait. Oh no! Wait, no, no, no. Nobody cares. <laughs> we don't like Cranch. <laughs> okay. It's super night. Super night. 
like night when a cabaret might be yeah, open. I don't know. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta watch or something. I have no idea. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. The fuck you think night is? God. <laughs> 